both person has joined. <gasps> no. Please don't sit behind you. Stop it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hi. Hello, everyone. new mother. Hi. Yes, motherhood is not treating me well. <laughs> I think you might want to explain a bit more on your child. Okay, my family recently adopted a bunny. Um, his name is Leonidas. He's a four-month-old Netherland dwarf. And to all mothers out there, I don't know how you do it because I'm a parent <laughs> and I'm in pain. Crying like, internally. Oh my god. I'm I'm not even kidding you, but I am dead exhausted because I spent the entire day like worrying about him and like keeping an eye on him. It's so tiring. <laughs> so for the past week, because it's been about a week since we adopted him, my daily routine is waking up at about 7am because I'm worried and then I go out and I check him in his pen and then um, I see if he's eaten his food then I check his um, droppings and then I go back to sleep then I wake up at 9 and I give him his pellets refill the hay make sure he's all fine and dandy and then I carry on with my day Mm -hmm. yeah and like <laughs> it's so stressful. Also, because like the first few days, like he wasn't eating any of his hay, and it's important for rabbits to eat hay because if they don't eat hay, they might go into this thing called GI stasis because their their stomach needs to constantly be working and moving. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that he didn't really eat much hay, and like the first two days, I think he didn't want to eat his pellets either. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. After the first two days, he sort of chilled, and like now. His personality is coming out. Yeah, maybe he's just adjusting. Yeah. yeah to he, their new environment. I mean, definitely. We were told not to handle him too much or pet him. Mm. But we were kind of excited on the first two days. But mm-hmm. he loves pets. Now now that he's um, sort of chilled out and gotten a lot more accustomed <laughs> to us and the home, right? Oh my mm-hmm. god, he loves pets. Like, Aww. if you go to pet him while he's sitting down, he will like lower his head. So that you could like pet him more. He's so cute. Doesn't yeah. he bite your ankles? Oh yeah, he nibbled on my ankles because I was in the <laughs> way. Yeah. So cute. Because like two days ago, we decided to um let him out of his pen to explore the rest of the living room. Mm-hmm. And my god, I, I was always in his way. Because I, I have to look after him, right? And mm-hmm. he'll just nip on my ankle. Like he'll come, he will like sniff, sniff, and he'll... Nip. Yeah. I feel like uh, small puppies do that too. Like my neighbor had a small puppy and it kept on nip- nipping at my ankles. So it was quite annoying. <laughs> I cannot really. Uh, but on the topic of pets, like there is a, there's a vet like right next to my gym. And today I, I walked out of the gym and I saw this dog, and his balls were like this big. <laughs> like, like it was I think like fifteen cm big. So like, oh my god, was it a big was, dog? No, it was a chihuahua. <laughs> what the? 15 cm? That's as so, large as a dog. No, so it was like dragging on the floor. So I just, Ew, what the hell? No, and then I was with my friend. And my friend just looked at the dog and met, went like, oh my god. And the owner just looked at us like... Because, I mean, they're going to see the vet for obvious reasons. But I thought it was a pregnant dog. 
And then my brother's like, that's not how, that's not how pregnant dogs look like. Because it was, it was really just hanging. And he was like, that is a ball sack. Like, yeah, it was, it was really about 15 cm. Oh my god, honestly, for people out there, please neuter your, your pets. Please neuter your dogs, neuter your cats. It really increases their lifespan. But more often than, but more than that, it just doesn't make it awkward to look at your pet. Because like. Yeah, I actually see quite a few in my neighborhood that's obviously not neutered. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. I'm just. It's kind of hard to ignore. So. Yeah, I'm pro neutering. <laughs> yeah. Like, in fact, Leonidas is going to get his balls chopped off in like two months when he's slightly older. <laughs> oh my god, mm. he's going to give you the stink look yeah, he's gonna give every you the stink day. Guy. Yeah. No, but like, in all seriousness, neutering is important because it really. Mm-hmm. It gets rid of any potential, like, reproductory organ cancers mm. especially in female animals like they can get like um, ovarian cancers and stuff like that and also you know it prevents um, excessive breeding you know mm, for sure yeah so especially about- bunnies you don't want bunnies to breed oh my goodness yeah oh. bunnies but- there's a reason why or they say, I think as young as four months they can mm-hmm. already like Ugh. Yeah, start reading. It's quite... Mm. But anyway, Leo is... Leo is a solo dude. He's just chilling out. Solo for now. <laughs> I am so stressed about him. I just... Uh, in fact, like, just now I left the room and I went to check up on him and then I came back in. Yeah. You are a obsessed mother, but I appreciate that. Motherhood is exhausting. Yes, I'm hel- I, I'm literally a helicopter mom. Like, a literal physical <laughs> helicopter mom. Because wherever he goes, I'm, like, standing over him. And, like, just following <laughs> him around. Oh, my goodness. Also, like, I think last year... Last year, sorry. Last week, I said that I was going to tell the story about rabbits. Mm-hmm. Me and rabbits. So... I told the story to Honda and she gave me a weird look. And I told, told the story to my sister and she also gave me a weird look. So, Shen, <laughs> hopefully you don't give me a weird look. And people out there listening, hopefully you don't give me a weird look either. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> okay, so it all started because one night I had a dream. And okay. this dream... I had a dream. Stop okay, it. Okay, okay. Okay, but... <laughs> oh my God. So, I have extremely vivid dreams right mm, um, yes i know that what happened was i dreamt that i was at pet lover center and it was about three minutes until closing time and the thing is i know that this dream is set within the circuit breaker context because in this dream i knew that pet lover center was about to close in mm. like three minutes and they were closing early and i dreamt that I saw this rabbit and it was an orange furred rabbit and decided to buy the rabbit, like adopt it. And I remember like rushing to the counter and then they were like, you need to buy hay. And I remember so vividly in this dream, I ran to grab this bag of hay. And I can tell you confidently now that it's from this brand called Oxbow. Oxbow, if you're out there, please sponsor me. (laughs) <laughs> Give me hay for my rabbit. Anyway, it was from this brand called Oxbow. And it was this thing called Timothy Hay. And before this, right, I have never seen this particular hay bag before. Like, mm-hmm. I have never seen it in my life. But I dreamt that I grabbed it and brought it to the counter. And then we filled up, like, the 
whatever details they needed to be like filled up. And this was like time was ticking down because they were about to close. And I remember I named the rabbit Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to Okay, honestly, I would have never named my rabbit Atlanta. That's why Leonidas is named Leonidas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what happened was the next day when I woke up, I went on Twitter and the first tweet that I saw was this tweet about this girl who... It was a video, basically. And she put her bunny on her sofa and the bunny was on its hind legs looking for her. And, like, she mm-hmm. actually scared it. But what happened was, like, because she tweeted that video, people just started a thread of all their bunnies. And after that, like, a lot of rabbit things started following me around. Like, any social media I went on to was... There was always, like, a rabbit post on it. When I went to look at, like, items, they were, like, in rabbit patterns, rabbit prints. Mm. It was just the weirdest thing ever. And... For some reason, I had this hyper-fixation on a rabbit. Uh-huh. It was just this all-consuming thought. And it came to the point where it was like... It was hard for me to think of anything else besides getting a rabbit. Like, I was very hyper-fixated on getting a pet. But not just specifically a pet. Like, specifically a rabbit. And in mm. my mind, it was like, okay, maybe this rabbit is going to be for, like, my anxiety and in, to help me out there, right? But it was just this yeah. insane hyperfixation that I couldn't explain. It was it was the strangest, like, few weeks where I just, like, rabbit stuff just kept following me around. Mm, that's quite interesting. It's weird. It's, it's strange. It's not even it's interesting. W- it's weird. Yeah, I, it's strange. I have never really been interested in rabbits. Like, for me, if you asked me... I would have always wanted like a cat or a dog. Like particularly mm. a cat, right? But just Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about rabbits and rabbit stuff just kept following me everywhere. It was strange. It's a calling. It's a calling. It's a calling. Yep. And now I spend my days being stressed over my son. It gets better. <sighs> does it? Uh, like I'm the sure past three days, like his his poop wasn't right and I was legitimately <laughs> freaking out about it. Because rabbits are so fragile. And the thing with Leonidas is, he's like a headstrong, tough man in a very fragile body. That's right. <laughs> so he's, And he's going through his teenage angst. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. He's four months old and he's going through his teenage angst. He got angry at me the other day. Because I had, so to, cute. I had to carry him in order to like clean him a little. And mm-hmm. he got angry at me. Like I offered him hay and he would pick it up with his teeth and throw it beside him. So cute. I just... Anyway, rebel. Yeah, he's a rebel. Now he picks up his food bowl and tosses it. So he's been here less than a week. Like, um, Saturday would be exactly one week. But mm-hmm. he's begun to throw his bowls. So I had to order him new food bowls. And he hasn't even been here like a full week. I feel like he was... He entered your life to really just give you that, that trouble that you needed. You know? <laughs> the trouble that I needed? To oh, excite no, your life like, a little bit more. It's like life telling you to wake up earlier. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I, I usually wake up at like 11.30. Don't be like me, people. Usually I wake up at 11.30, but this entire week, I have woken up at like 7. Yes. Oh my god, I don't understand how. 
I normally know. when Chris replies me in the group at like 7 or 8, I'm like, why are you awake? Like, that's the first thing I ask Chris. Like, why are you yeah, awake? Yeah, I, I can't sleep. And like, I'm awake so early that I can see my sister leave for school. Oh my god. Wow. Yep. In her cute uniform. In her cute... <laughs> yes. In her very cute uniform. <laughs> we don't want to talk about the uniform. <laughs> you don't want to talk about trauma, it. Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to meet. Can't wait to meet Leo. Oh my gosh, yeah. Maybe once Someday. he's gotten more comfortable. He's gotten For comfortable sure. very quickly. That's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah. He's he's not afraid to explore and he doesn't hide in his hidey house all the time. So that's that's great. He jumps on it. Oh my god, yeah, he's learned to jump on his hidey house. So <laughs> Maybe I'll post a picture of Leo on the Instagram. He's I'm officially making him our mascot for Hidden Among Us. <laughs> because Leonidas is literally Hidden Among Us. He likes to hide behind people. <laughs> he's damn cute. He's super cute. And he's he's his personality is really he's a Pisces. <laughs> so I don't know. He's very different from Honda. <laughs> Honda's like a chill, yeah. calm Pisces, you know. Like, she, she fits into all the Pisces boxes. Then mm-hmm. Leonidas is just like, what's a Pisces? <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> so, Honda, what story have you got for us this week? Yeah, this one is like, quite famous. And his name is like, recently back in the news. Okay, wait. Wait. <laughs> okay, wait. I will say... Is it the Golden okay, State Killer? Okay, yes. <gasps> Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, cool. I'm screaming. I'm so excited. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Wait, so Shan, have you heard of him? He had to listen. I've heard, I've heard. But okay. not so in-depth. Not as in-depth and as excited as um, Chris. Chris. <laughs> the way so I, I like guessed it, though. I'm proud I was about of to say, I was about to give you a hint and be like, GSK. And then you're like, Golden State Killer. <laughs> you asked. You asked us to guess, but it wasn't even like a big hint. It was just that like his name is was back in the news. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, let's so go. since Shen doesn't know, he's a serial killer in the US yes. who committed ma- murder, rape, and burglary from 1974 to 1986 in California. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So like. Before he was known as the Golden State Killer, he was referred to as like many different names. So mm-hmm. from 1976 to 79, like, there were more than 40 rapes in Northern California that were attributed to a man and they called him the East Area Rapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then okay. in Southern California, between 1979 to 86, a serial killer was dubbed the original Night Stalker took the lives of 10 people. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, DNA analysis revealed that these rapes and murders had been com- committed by the same person. So they gave him the moniker Erons. <laughs> I hated that moniker so much. Because so it sounds e- like yeah. something um, Elon Musk would name his son. I'm just saying, sorry. Yes. Honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad name. But then- it's such a bad name. You think that's a bad name? Have you seen what Elon Musk named his actual child? What? <laughs> A-E to the power of negative 10X. How do you read, okay. do you read that? It has, it has a... This is actual pronunciation. Yeah, there is. But it's just that... I... Uh, so extra white people. Yeah, okay, I, go on. 
<laughs> so Eron's is they like they took the first letter of like the East Area Rapist E A R. Then the original Night Stalker O N S. Oh, so this is smart. Oh, I've never figured that out. It. You were dissing it just now, <laughs> and now it's smart. <laughs> yeah, but I I've never realized that that's what made oh, up the okay. name. Okay, I'm just imagining if you use an acronym to name your child in the future, how cool would that be? Oh my god, guys, I an idea for the future. Okay. Like, I really hate you so much. And then, okay, that probably doesn't do you read that? Do you know, do you know that, that meme where it's like, I don't know what cisgender people are, but I hope they, <laughs> they shouldn't be having children or whatever. Yes, I've seen a lot of these memes recently. <laughs> it applies to you, Shen. Okay. <laughs> Eron's. Eron's mask. So he got... Oh my god. Eron's mask. <laughs> That's the title of the episode, guys. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Uh, I'm exhausted and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> it's, it's still like the intro to yeah, It's still your intro. <laughs> Kill me. Okay. Take Kay. it away, Honda. <laughs> So he was named the Golden State Killer by a crime writer called Michelle McNamara. Mac- Michelle McNamara. So Why she's is an amateur. Name ama- so familiar. She's an amateur like writer. She just loves true crime. So her passion like made her like famous. So like us, cool. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, but yeah. I'll share more info later. Oh, I think she's quite cool. Okay. Okay. So like you know these crimes are like quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But he was only recently captured on April 24, 2018. Whoa. And he pleaded guilty to 13 murder- murders and other crimes in June 2020. Oh, this year? Yeah. In June? That's why his name is back in the in the media. Okay. Because he's, he's having his court stuff right now. Uh, oh, Ooh. right now. Yeah. And he also... Really old. He's, uh, he's 74. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm so just imagining his face, like... And he's in a wheelchair, so you can imagine. Okay, Shen, oh, wow. I don't know what you're imagining. <laughs> if you've never seen his face. An old white man. Okay. Okay. Too much TikTok. Too much TikTok. Elon's mask. Maybe you're just imagining Elon Musk's face. But like... Yeah, but like... Older. Older. Yes. Oh, like in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> and then because of like COVID-19, he's like in a face shield. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He's in a, a good face look. shield. You're on mask. <laughs> mask, like M-A-S-K. Oh, oh yes. Iran <laughs> mask. You know what, TMTM, TM, we, we will trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Honda. Let's continue. I'm sorry for making bad jokes. I'm really sorry. And... Other than like him pleading guilty, he also admitted to 161 uncharged crimes of rape, attempted murder, robbery, burglary, and kidnapping involving 61 victims. Oh, jeez. Wow, these crimes, man. Yeah, these crimes aren't, um, weren't like, prosecuted because the statutes of limitations had already expired. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a sad thing about statutes of limitations, though. It's quite annoying, actually, because it doesn't make sense. Right. Especially but he for still gets crimes. But he still gets prosecuted for some? 13. Oh. Wow, that's wow. 
compared to I mean, how but many... he's 74 anyway, so... <laughs> he's about to expire true. soon. Like milk. Oh. Mm. He's like yogurt waiting to turn back. Oh. Ew. <laughs> Elon cheese. Musk. Oh, yes. He's moldy. Moldy cheese. <laughs> like, yeah, moldy cheese. Moldy Man, cheese. doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> moldy cheese dipped in. <laughs> expired milk topped with week old yogurt I think when Chris hates someone right the things that she can do will be crazy <laughs> just listen to what she just said oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna dump cheese on you he'll be like no save me give me a mask Iran mask <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay on that let's continue the story okay so, the Golden State Killer is a uh, 74-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. Mm-hmm. And um, his early life, he was a U.S. Navy veteran and worked in law enforcement between 1973 to 1979, which is quite mm. short. Man, but yeah. he was a law enforcement. Mm. Like, isn't is he it, meant to save, protect lives? Is it where he started... Um, yeah, yeah, he committed his crimes between 74 to 86 and he was the law wow. enforcer from 73 to 79. So yeah, wow. he did wow. commit crimes when he was an officer. Okay. So like, after his like uh, like involvement with the Navy, he attended college and graduated with an associate degree in police science. There's a police science? I don't, forensic science? Something? I don't, like, I don't know. Well, good for you, <laughs> Elon Musk. And then later earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. So maybe his knowledge helped him out. I mean, he didn't get found until like last year, right? Was it this year? 2018, two years ago. So I guess he must have taken advantage of the law. Mm. Mm. And in May 1970, he he was engaged to a woman called Bonnie Jean Caldwell. But she broke off the relationship. And this is, like, an interesting point because investigators, like, saw that this might be connected to, like, the Golden State Killer saying, I hate you, Bonnie, during, like, one of the attacks. <gasps> oh. So he was, like, hung up with, like, that broke, like that broken off engagement. Okay, first oh. of all, good for you, Bonnie. You got out of there. Yeah, I think she probably, like, sent something iffy with him, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then in November 1973, he married he married Sharon Marie Huddle and had three daughters with him, but later separated in 1991. Well, mm-hmm. guess their marriage was a hurdle. <laughs> but doomed. Okay, moving on. And then in... <laughs> I'm totally not going to acknowledge it at all. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> And in July 2018, uh, she filed for a divorce and they were divorced in 2019. Okay, good okay, for so her. Gonna try and speed past the crime part because it's like really a lot. No, it's okay. Just take your no, time. I mean like not speed past, but like a, it's a summary. But oh, okay. there's like a lot more to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So like before he, be- he became like a rapist and murderer... The Golden State Killer was responsible for like a series of burglaries in Northern California, city of Visalia in 1974 <laughs> to 75. And, and during those times, he was known as the Visalia Ransacker. How many names does this guy have? 
Yeah, I think which make it more confusing because you don't know that it, it doesn't like you don't you won't think that it's by the same person because yeah, they're given right? different names. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like from he took small trophies from the homes that he broke into and he also spent time going through women's underwear drawers. And in nineteen seventy five the ransacker attempted to kidnap a teenage girl. But her father intervened, but sadly the father was killed. <gasps> oh no. Mm-hmm. And in June 1976, the first reported rape that has been linked to the Golden State Killer took place in Sacramento County. And then mm-hmm. this attack was followed by more assaults in the eastern part of Sacramento County. And mm-hmm. yeah, at this point, he was known as the East Area Rapist. Mm. And he would continue to assault more than fifty, uh, fifty, more than forty women in Northern California between seventy six to seventy nine. Oh no, Jesus! Well, that's a lot. That's a, it's lot, a lot of women. Yeah, and in a very like, short period, that yeah, in a very short period, forty is astronomical. Mm. Yeah, it really is. So, like okay. when he's like conducting these crimes. He would often spend hours in the victims' homes, like, and he would sometimes take breaks from the assaults to eat or cry. Cry, cry. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, wow. what is he? Is he a cancer? But... <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I'm a cancer. I don't want anything to do with him. Don't ruin my <laughs> astrological sign for me, Iran mask. <laughs> but honestly, quite cool. Quite cool. Actually, quite cool. <laughs> cool in a way that he can get away okay in a more non-negative light but it's quite how did he do so many things and get away with them without getting caught at all yeah it's kind of impressive for so many years too yeah well I guess he was wearing a mask oh <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on again <laughs> but actually yeah he was wearing a ski mask when doing this climb oh my god what? oh my god guys <laughs> My mind. I'm just telling you that I am an empath. I'm telepathic. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Okay. I'm actually an X-Men. Oh. Okay. Honda. <laughs> Let's continue, Honda. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who was talking just now. I'm going to move on. <laughs> so, like, he also stole, like, personal items, such as jewellery or photographs. And mm. at first, he targeted women and girls. Two of his victims were just, like, 13. Oh, no. Who, like... um And, like, these women were, like, alone or with children. But by 1977, he was attacking couples as well. Oh. Whoa. Mm. I think I read somewhere where, like, he would make the husband watch as he assaulted the woman. Oh, yeah. But how did he choose those... Okay, I'll, I'll get into that soon. Okay. <laughs> Wait, when he moved on to couples, right, was it after his breakup with Bonnie? And Bonnie was in 1917. Like, he saw them and he was just, like, disgusted by their successful relationship because his ones failed. Mm. Mm, I think he felt, I don't know, I'm not sure. But, because based on something that I read, he might have felt that they were making fun of him. 
because their relationships were successful, is it? Not 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 on the relationship part. There was like another thing that I found that Oh, okay. Do tell, do tell. So like during the court, um the I don't know what is it called, but they will talk about the victim's experience. Like this person I don't know what she's called, but she talked about the victims like statements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said how like like the victims all said that he had her he had a small thing. Okay. Oh. And then okay, but the funny part about that was He had a tiny pee pee. Yeah, after <laughs> the after after like the woman said that, the the people in the the court started clapping and cheering. Oh my god, oh. that Chihuahua Shen saw has <laughs> <laughs> a bigger <laughs> A better man. <laughs> a better man. <laughs> Damn. In inverted commas. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe that played along. That's why he, I don't know, like assaulted so many women. Because he felt, mm-hmm. I don't know, emasculated or like... Mm, perhaps, I don't perhaps. know. Yeah. yeah I mean, that we will never know as well. But it's just, I thought it was funny that the court started cheering. Just, <laughs> just for that one point. <laughs> I mean, it's one success. Yay to the women. <laughs> <laughs> it's still at the end, y'all. I'm sure even if it was small, it was still traumatizing. Yeah. No matter what, it's just, it's traumatic. But I guess it mm. sort of gives you back power that you've lost to yeah. emasculate him further and make fun of him with yeah. the the weapon he used to violate these women so much, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, okay. these women are like, will we like continue to be tormented a bit because some some victims were later like received phone calls from him oh my god saying that he's still out there what a psycho so yeah some of them you know obviously like they suffered PTSD from the ordeal yeah definitely Mm -hmm. I mean and to even think that you know he still calls and like it's as if you know he knows what you're doing that kind of thing Mm, that must be very scary Mm. Damn, okay. So, like, before he attacks, he would survey the houses. And Mm -hmm. usually the house he surveys are single-story homes. And he sees the neighbourhoods to get a feel for his target before acting. Oh, this is where his law enforcement training probably comes in. Mm. You know, the whole scoping kind of thing. Oh, that's just so creepy to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Really and is. then in 1977, he he raped a victim in Stockton outside of Sacramento. Then he soon went after victims in Modesto, San Jose, and Contra Costa County. Oh, yeah. In 1978, he shot and killed a Sacramento County couple who had been walking their dog. Oh, then, was the dog fine? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was my question. <laughs> I mean, I'm so is. sorry that he like murdered them, but also, was the dog fine? I mean, it's just a normal day, and then, you know. <laughs> I mean, people can't even walk their dogs in peace, man. What is up with this dude? This friggin' moldy piece of cheese with expired milk and weak old yogurt. <laughs> yeah, California was quite uh, traumatized, and, like, they were so scared. So, like, they even, like, changed the locks of their house and, you know, made everything secure. Oh, Because of him. Oh, then so cool. in 1979, the serial rapes in Northern California ceased. And by late 1979, the he started targeting people in Southern California. 
Oh, and he continued okay. to rape female victims, then brutally murdered them and their male partners if they were there. Oh, what, what the heck, man. Yeah, 10 people were killed by the Golden State Killer in Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Orange counties between 1979 and 1986. And then from 1986 onwards, there's no reported cases that's linked to the Golden State Killer. Oh, but that's a very long period. 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86. It's 8 years of killings. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, he started in 76, Mm. like, in another place. Oh, so seventy six to seventy nine. Oh wow! Hey, wait, no, seventy six to eighty six. Yeah, so it's about ten years. Mm. Oh my goodness! Mm. So, like, on the question of like why he was able to evade capture for so long, he so because all these killings took part in different jurisdictions in California, which made it hard for the police department because they weren't communicating. Oh, because oh. it's cross state. Okay, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I think his experience as an officer, he saw the loophole in the system. Yeah, uh, he definitely exploited it. And yeah, uh, and then he went around different counties to do what he did, you know. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, if only they communicated with each other, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure this is not the only crime that was committed because like because of like this whole like just focusing in their area kind of mindset. Okay, on one hand, right, on the defense of these police stations, I can understand why they wouldn't have communicated because it's like, you know, it it happened within your specific area. So Mm -hmm. why would they think that another area would have similar killings? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So on that part, I can kind of understand, but I feel like word would have gotten around... Especially right. with the media. I mean, there were definitely um, articles being like mm. made about all these strange killings. But they were given different names, you know, in the media. Yeah, I think that's also why mm. the stations probably didn't communicate about it. I mean, as we established oh. earlier, he has so many pseudonyms. Mm. Fair enough. And probably there wasn't like a shared database yeah mm. definitely like, and dna database wasn't good back then as yeah well. it's definitely mm. no no like csi or criminal minds where you know there's a database and you can tish, type it in and then whatever case <laughs> comes up yeah. yeah for sure yeah i get i get where you're coming from i think his like capture was quite interesting mm. how was he captured so on June 15, 2016, the FBI released further information related to the crimes, including new com- composite sketches and crime details and also a $50,000 reward was also announced. $50,000! <laughs> and then in late 2017, they uploaded his profile to a genealogy database. <gasps> oh my goodness. Mm. So, Detective Paul Holes and FBI lawyer Steve Kramer uploaded the killer's DNA profile from ben- from a Ventura County rape kit to the personal genomics website GED Match. Mm-hmm. And the website was able to identify 10 to 20 people who had the same great-great-great-grandparents as the Golden State Killer. Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm. Oh my god. Okay. So, there was like a team of five investigators working with genealogist Barbara Ray Venter and they used this list to construct a large family tree. Wow. 
must have been really from, large. Mm, and then from this tree, they established two suspects. One was ruled out by a relative's DNA test, leaving D'Angelo the main suspect. Oh my wow. god. It's so cool. I've got chills just thinking about that. Like Yeah, right. Mm. Oh my goodness. Okay, technology has come so far. I know, right? right. And lucky he was still alive. So like there's justice, you know. Oh my god, yeah. So like even when they saw when when they uh when D'Angelo could be the main suspect, um they still needed like a direct DNA sample from him. Mm-hmm. So on April eighteen, <laughs> the DNA sample was collected from the door handle of D'Angelo's car. Oh, but secretly, mm-hmm. they stick his I, house I, out I and everything. I can just imagine, like, this one dude, like, just, like, hiding out. And he just, <laughs> go white. He like, takes the DNA. He's just like, guys, mm-hmm. I've got it. I've got it. I've got the DNA from his car door handle. <laughs> and then uh, later, another sample was collected from a tissue found in D'Angelo's curbside garbage can. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, at least he's throwing away his tissues properly. You were like, <laughs> found on his curbside. I was like, wow, this guy little is too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. It's a special place in hell for him now. Hundred dollar fine. Yeah. So after like they got the samples, in, they were able to match it, and it was associated with the Golden State Killer crimes. Oh wow! Mm. And then finally, on April twenty fourth, twenty eighteen, the 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 then seventy two year old D'Angelo was arrested. Oh my god. Woo-hoo. Okay, I also wanted to mention yeah. the crime writer, Michelle McNamara. Mm-hmm. So the detective at the time actually said that she had been an important part in the capture and arrest of the Golden State Killer. Oh. She reached out to ho- the detective in 2013 and impressed him with her knowledge of the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, he even said that she was like a partner, you know. But what made her so fascinated in... Mm, I think she said that she liked unsolved cases and collecting like evidence that might have been overlooked. Oh, okay. And then she talked about it on her blog. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's a true crime kind of, like fan kind of person. Okay. And then she also but okay, but sadly she passed away before the arrest of D'Angelo. Oh no. And she also never got to see her book that she was working on to be finished. Oh. Yeah, her book was finished by other, like, crime writers and also, like, her widow. Oh. Okay. So her book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, was, like, a bestseller. And it has been adapted as a documentary series on HBO, which was released on June 28, 2020. Oh, why on HBO? (laughs) Come on, get it on Netflix. Netflix. I yes. want to watch it too. I want to watch it so bad. Who uses but, HBO? I don't know. My brother... Sub- <laughs> I mean, my brother got a subscription just to watch season of Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why do you want to use HBO? <laughs> There's nothing else. Chernobyl's there. Chernobyl's great. Oh, yeah. But you don't need to oh, subscribe true. to watch it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. <laughs> Not that we're endorsing. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, mm. We're not endorsing um watching shows. I do not do any of that. I do I not. Know, right? I, yeah, we, I only stream on Netflix. Mm. The, yeah, we <laughs> the three of us only stream on Netflix. We have never ever used a site that like, you know, steals yeah. any of those yeah. like, I've only show heard, content. Like, 
like three to four movies dot com. Oh, we, we don't know what they are. We don't know. Yeah, just never just use them anymore. Really about it. Just don't know what it, I don't know what Shen's talking about. <laughs> it's great. We are modern citizens. <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> Government, will you give me more money? <laughs> I know you're watching me. Authority? Don't come for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just okay. thought you know she was cool. Yeah, she like, is. She seems really cool. Yeah, it's really sad that she didn't finish her book though. I know, and then she does. She didn't like have the satisfaction of like seeing him arrested. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But I'm like, sure. it's a good story of like pursue your passions. <laughs> yeah, pursue your passions, and yeah. you might actually help in finding a killer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we should like work on a unsolved case next time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, maybe we should. I don't have enough brain cells to solve a murder. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. Talk about, or maybe talk about unsolved one next time. Yeah, I am not yeah. a McNamara. <laughs> I have this. I have a brain the size of a pea. So <laughs> one cell left. One cell left. Half a cell left. Okay. This concludes my story. Well, Golden Stain Killer. Was this the guy that said that he wanted to hear jazz music? No, 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 no. Oh, oh my god, so cool. That's, I love those that play music even, in the killing. That's more long time ago. Who's that? Who's that? You know, do you, don't you, do you, you watch Coven, right? From American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, that's he Richard appeared. Ramirez. <laughs> So, like, the music part was, he said, like, if, uh, that, he said, like, how every household should be playing jazz music, and then, so that he won't, like, attack them. Yeah, yeah, but that's the other Night Stalker. That was Richard Ramirez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not... Okay. That was, like, that was even more long ago. We should cover Richard Ramirez. He's no, just so... Cool. so uh, American Horror Story has a fascination with him, because he appeared in the later season as well. Mm. But like the thing is they use sort of really attractive actors so it's like morally confusing because mm. <laughs> yeah, there's this like really hot dude but at the same time it's like okay he's not really like how do I describe him he's like goth hot okay <laughs> don't know how to explain that yeah but then at the same time he's just like this psycho killer and I just mm. Mm, well I've never watched but I plan to yeah it's good Watch it for Cody yeah. Fern. He's just Chef's Kiss. I plan to watch it. Just someday. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Anyway, the Golden State Killer. I'm glad you've been caught after years of running away from the law. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm. such an old age at that. Yeah, but yeah. like, apparently he was surprised when he got caught. Oh. You know, I guess like, at age seventy four, and then you've run away, and then like since eighty six, you know. You yeah. wouldn't think. I think... And then, yeah. Maybe he assumed be that because the statutes of limitations were over, he was in the clear. Mm. I think I remember hearing somewhere where the people around him, like his neighbours, were shocked as well because he was like a... He was considered to be like an upstanding citizen. Uh, not, no, not really. Not really? Yeah, people could hear him shouting with like at his family oh. from even inside their homes. What the heck? And oh, he would even like okay. he he would even be shouting when he's alone, like when he's in the garden. Oh okay. my god! Yeah, mm. and he also like, um, like called and threatened his neighbors because their dog barked too loud. Oh, what an mm-hmm. a hole! I know, right? What the heck? 
Anyway, glad he's locked away and I hope that the yeah. victims can... I, I guess I can't say... Find, find closure. Yeah. Some sort of closure. Yeah, yeah some sort of closure because it's, it's a very traumatic thing. At least they know he's locked up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hope they can find peace mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... <laughs> So, shall we move on to my story? Mm-hmm. I hope you are Give me a spooky-ooky one. It's not super spooky, but like, when... Remember when Honda did the story on like the Google Street View thing? So, it's very, very similar in the sense that it's something that is really close around us. And this story centers around a domestic helper. Okay, pause. I need to check behind me. <laughs> 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 For listeners, she's actually checking behind her right now. <coughs> Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we can see it tonight. Someone is scolding me. <coughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I'm telling you, like just now when I was reviewing the story, I heard some random noise in my room and I freaked out because mm. I normally listen to music, but it was just one of those nights that I just didn't want to listen to music. Then it made a noise. And I was just like, what noise is that? And it came from my room. And I'm just like, I hope it's a lizard. So I'm playing music. What you know, you hope it's is. a lizard? That's worse than any ghost out there. You know, Shen, like, the open door in your closet is actually quite creepy. It is. Okay. Can you so close I've been looking... Okay, okay. I'll close it. After this. You know what's even worse? Is that I have, like, a dress hanging at my closet. Shit, stop it. And I keep, I keep turning around. I keep scaring myself. It looks worse so, on camera, okay? Okay, yes. no, listen, I didn't notice it until Honda pointed it out and now, like, I really need it closed. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna look away and, like, hope. Okay, should I close it now? Yeah, just just close it. Just Okay. Intermittent pause. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, closet. Jeez Louise. Wait, was yeah. it open the whole time? Yeah, it was open the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Right? It was open the whole time, right? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I can't remember. <laughs> I was screwed on both of you. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't even okay. notice it until Honda said it. So how? I'm going to lock my room door right now, guys. <laughs> to prevent any harm. Why are we scaring ourselves? <laughs> it's because of you. You scared me. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to on the light in my room. Like the oh smaller my God. light. I'm scared. I can't deal with this. I get scared very easily. Okay. Phew. Okay, at least now we can start. Wow, freak me, okay? <laughs> so, anyway, um, when I was researching for like stories, so like doing research for like different countries, and then I suddenly just came across a story that I actually read on Twitter like years ago. And it's actually by this user called The True Dea. Um... And she's actually like one of the writers or like owners of the local rebel, if you guys have ever heard. Oh yeah, I follow the local rebel. Yeah, so she's like the I think like one of the founders. Yeah. So I followed her as well back then. So when she posted this, it was like a long thread of her own like personal experience. So like today I'm gonna reference very strongly on her story to kind of bring up like cool points about this. So once again it revolves around that realm of like black magic, which is really, really cool because you know <laughs> Black magic is a very big thing. Can you imagine when I was googling, when I was googling all the stories, I just wanted to kill myself because there were so, so many creepy pictures, okay? And I was just getting myself, like, scared. 
in broad daylight. So anyway... Uh, I wish so, Leo wasn't so scared of being held so that I could like <laughs> cuddle him right now. So, um, this story then... When Dia was writing this story, it actually took place like two to three months ago uh, when the family actually first got a domestic helper from Indonesia. Okay, but this so, story happened in Singapore, right? Yeah, it happened in Singapore. Uh. Yeah. So she was, I think back then she was in uni, so she wasn't really like at home like a lot. So like for her, she didn't really have a lot of interaction with the helper. But the helper was noted by Dia to be like a bit erratic and a bit unpredictable. Yeah. Okay. So, like, um, when the helper actually, like, one day, um, the helper actually said that she missed her family. Dea actually encouraged her to call them. Because, you know, Dea is like, she's, she's all about being woke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, because it's, it's a huge topic now also about how much freedom you give your domestic helpers. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's true. So, um... So, the helper actually declined at first, but she actually changed her mind the next morning. Mm. So, for some reason, um, the helper actually decided to pass Dea the phone first. And the helper's neighbour actually answered the phone and Dea asked for the helper's husband. The neighbour actually revealed that the helper had no husband and her parents had died like 10 years ago. Oh, no. But this was the very first incident. Straight up, no. Yeah. And then Dea was like a bit shocked. So she just passed the phone to the helper who ended the call with no comments. So it's like, because I think because the helper is Indonesian and Dea is from a Malay background. So I, I'm guessing she could have conversed. So like that really creeped me out because like, I'm imagining the same thing happening to me and like my helper. Stop turning around, stop, Shane. Yeah, stop turning around. No. What the heck is your problem? <laughs> I'm getting scared myself. <laughs> So, anyway. I cannot. So, yeah. So, yeah. The helper actually then left the room without speaking like, after they are passed the phone back to the helper. So, obviously, it was weird. So, then things actually got, like, much, much, much weirder. Like, weeks later, I think, the helper actually didn't want to, like, eat or, like, talk. And, like, kept switching off their Wi-Fi, which is a very strange occurrence. Like, oh. if my... If my helper actually turned off my Wi-Fi, I'll be like, what? Why? <laughs> so, so, yeah. What if she's so, like a black-eyed kid? Oh, no. <laughs> Can you? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. and like, how weird, like, alien-ish, or whatever the black-eyed kids are, magnetism was turning off the Wi-Fi, and Dia never noticed. Mm-hmm. See, our stories are coming full circle. My theory <laughs> is, she's a black-eyed kid. <laughs> Anyway. And I'm going to stop saying Black Eyed Kid in case I manifest it. Yeah, please do not. I've been trying to forget the image because I actually went to Google it. No! <laughs> anyway, so, like, weeks later, you know, she didn't really want to eat and talk. So, the only person she was willing to speak at a period of time was actually Dea's father. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really respond to her or Dea. But, to be honest, Dea wasn't much at home from what I inferred. Mm. So, it was mainly just Dea's her father and mother. So... Yes, she, she only spoke to the father. Then she would eat rice, salt, and garlic once a week. And I guess these kind of things you do pick up. At first, I was like, why would you even notice that? I just Then I realised, if my helper would start eating rice, salt, and garlic, I would be like, mm, something's a bit off. But I wouldn't say much about it. I just think it's her personal preference. You, you know, like some people, raw garlic, like mix it all together? To I rice. think it's like just eating it individually. But it's just oh a very weird occurrence. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so she also asked, like, Dia, like, whether she wanted to eat. 
So like, you know, like share food. Oh, okay. Or like give her food um, as late as like 3am in the morning when they had come back for cl- from clubbing. Oh, mm. okay. Well, yeah, and yeah, and it's weirder because when they actually said like, no, um, I don't want it, the helper would no- get like noticeably upset. Oh my god, okay. Because I was about to yeah. say that I think it's quite hospitable to like offer food when you come back. Like but this was at 3am and she just came back from carving so she's probably like not super sober, you know? I, I don't know. Because like I feel like if I came home at 3am like my helper would offer me food. If I came home at 3am and my helper is awake I would start being scared because like <laughs> you should be sleeping. <laughs> That's true. Why are you awake and waiting for me? That's true. I didn't think about that. Okay, I, re- I retract my statement. Yeah, but she was awake and she had food ready and that's not usual, I think. Okay. Because like it's not it's not a custom for like the helper to wait until everybody in the family comes home before they rest. Yeah, that's true. So like at 3am by right, if you get like your normal like 10 or 11 sleeping hours, at 3am you'll be in deep sleep. So mm. as in I assumed that when Dia came home, mm-hmm. she had to like ring the doorbell so the helper woke up to let her in to the house. Stop, Stop looking around. around. <laughs> I know, but okay, my room has like, I stay alone and like, my house is like, it's just I also have my own room, Shay. I know, but I get scared very easily. Uh, <laughs> and that kind of person that watches a horror movie and then needs to FaceTime someone so that they can accompany me to sleep. So, oh See, this is why I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped I watching horror movies after that. Oh god. Anyway... So Dia knew that something was a bit off and she... What was that sound? What's that sound? me. <laughs> it's not my room either. <laughs> no, don't you. <laughs> don't, don't you. No. Uh, no. Don't do this. It felt like furniture... Okay, that's, that's traffic. Okay. okay, that's traffic. I know, but... Shan's one sounded like furniture moving. Did you actually <laughs> no. move your chair? My chair is a rotating chair. What was the sound of door closing? Okay, that's mine. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my god. Any strange sounds, just say where it's coming from, okay? I'm I'm going to open my windows now. Why are you opening your window? (laughs) Shano! Chris's worst nightmare, windows. I got scared of my own reflection. Okay. No, because... I don't open my windows but I have curtains. So I want to open a curtain so that there's like okay. natural light. But then I realise my neighbours sleep at 8pm so there's no light at all. Okay, I just grabbed my um my, my sharp plushie. Oh, oh, why do I get scared so easily? Oh, cute. Anyway, so I'm very sure when you're checked back. Chris, if you check back on this sound later and this that sound, please let me know which audio oh, you came Oh god, from. I have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so Dea actually like thought about this and like she just thinks that because she's not a non-practicing Muslim, she will be in fact in the family like the weakest link. So she 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 kind of thought that or maybe her and she suspected something off. So she thought that you know her her helper might have been like doing something to her because she's deemed the weakest link. Yeah. So a week later, Dea actually went to sleep around five a.m. When she woke up, she um, felt that someone was watching her. So oh, she sat no. up and she found like a pair of red eyes staring at her from the door. 
yeah, and the door was actually like previously closed. Okay. Yeah. So she actually like said like, Ma, stop being creepy. And then laid back down and could hear her mother snores from another room. Yeah. So when she looked at the doorway for the second time, the pair of red eyes was actually now staring at her from the foot of her bed. No. Okay, my oh heart my just leapt in my chest. Okay. Imagine. Anyway, so, so obviously she felt like something was off. She told the, the thing to go away and she saw black hair and it walked out of her room. So, she was actually, like, unbothered by it. I think also because I'm just assuming that because, like, these kind of things do happen in, like, like, spirits do linger, especially around villagers' households. So, I think she, or maybe she had previous experiences, so she was really pretty unfazed by it. Yeah. Okay, my house is a religious household and we don't have spirits lingering here. Don't give me that face. There's nothing here. There's nothing. Amen. Don't jinx it. And then... I'm scared. Okay. Get covered this by the blood of Christ. <laughs> this is like the peak part of the story. So a while later actually, Dia actually started having her period. So like, it was the time of the month. And then on the fifth day of her period, she came home late to like this musty smell in the kitchen. You know, like the... The, the period... Pet smell. Oh shit. So when she actually like smelled it, she went to the kitchen and then she found her helper squatting down with a bag of her used pets in the toilet. So obviously it was just like, whoa, what are you doing? And her helper just laughed and asked her if she wanted to eat. Like completely disregarded the fact that she was caught like with a bag of used pets. You know? Okay. So Dia actually called for the mom who took the pets from the helper and threw it away, and the helper didn't answer any of the questions. So eventually, like, your mom and daughter pet she just, like, went back to sleep and they, um, they just wanted to, to check, like, because it was really a bit weird. So I think they were really considering, like, sending her back. So, like, they decided to, like, check through her belongings to see if she, like, stole anything. So she actually, they actually went through her belongings and they found Dia's hand and envelope uh, alongside with a cut-off picture of her parents. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they actually invited uh, Imam, which is like someone that, you know, like someone in a very high like Islamic leadership position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to kind of like um, cleanse the house. Yeah, so um, the rest of the family wanted to actually send the helper home. But actually the dad insisted that she stay on until Hari Raya because it was around that period. Yeah, so the helper then stepped over at like Dia's uh, auntie's place. When the family went overseas and uh, the, the actual same thing happened over at Andy's house. Like, the, the whole act of, like, not wanting to speak to anyone, only eating rice and salt and stuff like that. Yeah, so just really weird stuff. Um, yeah, and then on, like, one of... Because she stayed during, like, the Hariraya period. So, like, on one of the Puasa days, right, she was actually caught cooking 28 pieces of chicken. And she doesn't... So normally, her, I think her job as a helper in the household is really just to clean or take care of like the parents and stuff like that. But it's not to cook. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think this is yeah. I guess this is quite common based on like my my friends around me. So, so yeah. So she was cooking, frying like twenty eight pieces of chicken. So which was quite odd because she doesn't cook for the family. But um, why twenty eight? Is there anything? No, I think is... it's just. I don't think I went to check. So there's no like. Significant association, yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so I think she was just cooking a huge amount of chicken. 
I mean, and yeah, then, 28 pieces is quite a lot. Yeah, yeah and when she, and when she was questioned, she didn't really answer who it was for. Um, so, like, obviously, they found it a bit odd and they, like, just passed the chicken to the security guard and left, like, three pieces for the helper. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, when they wanted to start, three days later, when they started, wanted to start baking, you know, the complex, the, the, the complex in the cup thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they opened the oven and they found the three pieces of chicken there and it was crawling with maggots. Oh, so. Disgusting. So I think that was like uh it was like a, a sign that you know, hey guys, we we gotta let her go. So so yeah, so I actually went to research on this and and when you do a quick search on the internet, it leads you to a lot of these kind of like methods on black magic that um that helpers can actually use. So like you can mix menstrual blood into the employer's soup, we can mix urine into the employer's food. Use fingernail clippings, casting a spell on a rice container, stuffing underwear under the employer's um, pillow. And actually, among the helpers in Singapore, there are other stories. Like, for example, um, um, for example, there was one story of, like, how her employers, like, installed CCTV in the, her room to monitor her work. So she actually perceived it as they didn't like her and they were unhappy for work and they wanted to watch her. So like her friends actually recommended that she use black magic. Um so she yeah, she soaked her used sanitary pad in her employer's drinking water. Um and it was supposed to charm them into liking her. And oh I God. think this like employers actually felt like sick, like they had a fever. Oh my so, God. So yeah. So I Okay, but on just, the employer's part. I feel like it's a bit disrespectful to install CCTVs to watch your helper work. Mm, like, yes, there are yes. people too, you know what I mean? Like Yes. And and this is not, like, the, the only one. It's, like, there was also another case, like, on, like, how their Indonesian maid uh, ultimately was actually caught having sex in their household. Um, mm-hmm. And then they actually did a search on, like, her belongings and they found a tray of pigeon eggs underneath her bed. Pigeon yeah. eggs? Pigeon. Yeah, so she actually confessed to the, the police and said that they were using it to... She was using it to cast like a black magic spell. Yeah, so all the family members actually of the family actually fell sick. And the mother actually slipped into a coma. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they had to call like an external like... Like person to kind of cleanse the house and the people. Yeah, but I think this story is not like very scary to think about it. Okay, it is scary because it's like people around you and like, you never know how when you insult someone, like what kind of things or harm they can inflict on you. Because for me, black magic is like, there's those really insidious ones and then there are these like plain outside ones that you don't notice but the the harm is really, really very great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a friend in like, when I was in school, in secondary school, who actually uses black magic yeah and I also today know people who are studying black magic so and it comes in these very small forms where you use like certain spells and then you can really like inflict harm on other people that don't do you good yeah because I feel like a lot of other things you can manifest that positive energy but for black magic it's really to bring out the most harmful mm-hmm. and insidious intentions yeah. Oh, that is so creepy. 
But it is. What was the thing with the red eyes? Was it like a? I think it was just um because when you use black magic, it at certain extent you could invite spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just lucky that it wasn't a very harmful one. So when she like verbally told it to go away, it went away. But I'm very sure that there are cases of more violent ones that are not reported on the internet. Yeah, because I've had a friend whose um, family member actually used um, black magic against her. So this was like my secondary school, like really close friend. And um, she, oh my God, she loves like this kind of horror stories. And she would always listen to like this kind of stories on Malay um, horror story radio. So she would always tell me these stories. Until one day she had experienced her household and family had experienced herself. So like they just like have very big family feud. And like the aunt actually cast a spell um, in the household and they started experiencing like really weird things. Oh my god. Yeah, like um like tugging of feet and blanket or like something's uh. being crooked, like you know the you know like those paintings being crooked. So it was really very odd. So they had to call like an external person to kind of cleanse the house too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So thoroughly freaked so out. It's very prominent. Like not just in Singapore but in the entire Asia. Mm. Yeah. So I just thought it would be interesting, you know, to talk about this because I find superstitions, like, really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they are. This is why I stick to cryptids. <laughs> when yeah, I wanna... your, your horror stories are more paranormal. Yes, because um, I am terrified of, like... Um, hauntings. Hauntings, yes, essentially. Yeah, it can get pretty scary, yeah. I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out. How am I going to sleep? sleep. <laughs> How am I going to sleep? Chris, look behind you. Shut up. No. Oh my god. Don't pull this on me. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing behind me. Stop it. Look out the window. Shut up. Shut oh, you up. Say, you say shut up and you actually look out the window. I'm scared. I didn't check if the wind, if uh, curtains were drawn. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to jump Oh dear, she cut out. <laughs> Shen, come back. Anyway. <laughs> you cut out for a moment. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Please oh. be here, I'm oh, scared. <laughs> oh my god, if she suddenly like logs off. Oh no! I'm scared. Can you not? I would freaking kill you. I'm getting scared now. <laughs> Stop. Honda, why are you the bravest out of the three of us? I hate that my neighbours sleep at 8. It's so scary. Who sleeps at 8 though? They all sleep. I, I, I don't know, man. They sleep at 8. So like now when I open my curtains, it's pitch dark. Like pitch dark. Okay, and can't I relate. Some, like, can't relate. But then again, it's 12.40. It's 12.40? Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Okay, we can cut this out. But, you know, yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I'm going to go sleep tonight. Because when I was reading this story, I got so scared by myself. Like, so scared myself. Because, like... It's just, like... You, you don't know when it might happen to you. Mm. You're mm-hmm. just scaring yourself even more now. Precisely. Yeah, I know. But and the thing is, I know people who have actually been, like, victims of, like, this kind of stuff. So... Yeah... But on that note, um, helpers are not all bad yes, people. Yes, yes, yes. There's one, one caution that under bring up. Like, yeah. And I think that it's important that people realise that they're people too. Like, 
it makes me very uncomfortable when I read stories or hear stories of how people mistreat their helpers. Like, what's the name of that lady? It was on Instagram Influencer? story. Yeah, the influence. Oh my god. Was it Shibati? Yeah, that was her. That's her username. I don't even bother finding her actual name. Whatever, she's just very privileged. Uh, so. Oh my god, you know why? This is, oh my god, this is coming full circle. I'm freaked out by it. Because um, leading up to the days where I was finally going to go get Leonidas, right? Um, I was searching online for mm. like rabbit experiences, like local rabbit experiences. And I came across her blog and she blogged about her rabbit, oh. which was a Netherlands dwarf as mm. well. So I was reading it and then it went on like a tangent and then I found out that there was this scandal because you know she opened up um uh what's it called? Like a bakery or something. Yes. Yeah, she, then uh, she has a cake shop, that's where she started this her fame. Yeah, but then like that got closed down. But there was yes. this one scandal because um the cake that was ordered didn't like turn up looking the way it wanted that the the way the client wanted it to look like mm. and then like she got really defensive well i'm not surprised i mean just look at how she reacted when people i don't know so anyway i think for listeners out there if you want to learn more about like how to better treat your helpers or to understand like in a greater perspective you can follow like me for more sg mm. yeah and i think Made for more did make some really good points that were out there for like a very healthy discussion. But yeah. I think Shibati took it out of context. That's my personal opinion. I felt like she was just really defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. Yeah, which I felt could have been handled in a better manner. Yeah. You know, considering she's an influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just it, it just makes me really mad that I mean the entire concept of helpers itself, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you You bring these people in To help you do your chores, And this is not to say that um, it's, it's like a bad bad thing Because like some families Do need the extra help You know what I mean But it's just Yeah for sure Have some humanity And Like treat them like people You know yeah. Like don't abuse them Don't Don't Hurt them They, they are part of your family too Like you You should look after them as well Yeah Yeah yeah, I always, I always, yeah, I always, when this thing happened, I also talked to my mom about it. And my mom said that in an employer's point of view, it works very differently because they are actually paying. But, you know, I still think that employers can make the conscious effort, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying that every helper out there is perfect. They are bound to be, like, full of mistakes. Anyway, they are, like, all so young when you bring them over. So, yeah, like, precisely. Treat them like humans. I mean, understandably, you as a employer, you're paying them, but being kind and being and giving them and showing them some humanity is free of cost. Mm. Really, I mm, anyway it makes me really mad. Yeah, it's not even but that it, hard, you know. Yeah, it's not even yeah. that hard. Just treat them like people. Mm. Molly, disappointing to think about. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah, but the story I chose was never to put helpers in negative. Like, yeah. I just wanted to throw that caution right there. It was just a story that I thought was interesting because it's like people that are around us and helpers is just a, 
one point of view. It could be your friends. It could be your colleagues. Anyone. Yeah. So, What's the name of the um, organization again? Uh, Made for More SG. Okay. So M A I D F O R S G. So I think they do really uh. good things about like um like educating like people more about what they can do to be better employers or like conversations they can they can start with their mm. with their their helpers. Mm. Um, they also bring up. Like a lot of like positive discussions about different issues, like 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 poetry that some like helpers have written, which are honestly so beautiful, or like they even con use the platform to kind of conduct like free like you know yoga classes and stuff like that. Because you know helpers don't normally get like access to like yeah yeah this kind know. of services. They don't have the privilege, so mm. um. So yeah, so it's a great platform that helps bridge that gap between. Um, between the employee and the helper, and yep. I think that's so important in today's context. Cause honestly, I can't speak for most. Cause my 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 helper has been with me since I was a child, and she's amazing. She's like my mother, but mm. I know that there are people with like not great um, not great like helper relationships. Okay. Yeah, so I always. And most of the times, I, I hear this from my relatives. So I'm just always wondering, like, it could also be because of your personality. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of people just give up after a few times of, like, employing um, helpers. And then they just give up of treating um, the, the helper as human, at least, you know? So, yeah. And it's really very... It's just not great. Like, when I have to hear about, like, the stories that my, my helper's friends go through is just really saddening. Mm. Like, I've had... My, my helper told me this story about a friend. Um, she could only eat the leftovers oh of God. the family. And, like, this family, like, eats a lot of fish because they have, like, sons. And then, um, by the time the family is done, that fish is gone. So, she's essentially eating, like, rice and, like, soup. Oh, my God. Ah, yeah. I feel so bad. I'm so sorry, but I know. And what's even worse is that I actually know this family, and um, the mom is actually an educator. Oh my god! Like the mom teaches, the mom teaches at one of like our rather top schools in Singapore. Like, and it's just to me, it's just like your mom's. This this employer is a mother and a teacher, but yet she treats helper like that. Yeah, so it's the worst. It's really very, very bad. So, yeah, when I was in primary school, like it's quite common for like helpers to carry like the child's like giant bags, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was one time like the school principal actually came out to scold like the kids and say, "Carry your own bags." That's mm. a great principal. Yeah, she she's like an amazing principal. Just yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, but thing. It's good to have such conversations in this day and age. Mm. Yeah, and I hope everybody can have such happy conversations with their helper as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gosh dang it, Shen. You made me frighten <laughs> and made me cry in one night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Pretty good at this, huh? <laughs> Roller coaster of, em- of emotions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Truly a rollercoaster. Go check up on your rabbit after. <laughs> Leonidas, give me my serotonin boost. <laughs> Please. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and give us a follow on Spotify too. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And once again, you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Shoot us a message or send us stories if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongus3 at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy our podcast this week. Thank you, and we will see you next week, Sunday, 12 p.m. Yes, see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.